Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a special extended episode of Squawk 7000 as we get out of the studio and onto an airfield to talk with the people who love to fly. This weekend, Funfly Aerosports Flying Club organised a breakfast fly-in at the last minute and it was a chance for pilots to get back in the sky after a long winter, dust off the maps and enjoy a full Irish breakfast in the company of friends old and new. Sunday was no exception, with over 50 aircraft arriving at Clonbalogue. The voice of Graham Brayton giving them joining instructions from the first arrivals at just after 9 o'clock. One item just airborne off 27 will be doing a left-hand circuit as well. So continue now, call established left-hand downward. Okay, uh, left down with me. Okay, um, probably set up going for left base, if that's okay. Yeah, you are number one there, so join left base there, happy there. Okay, left base behind the green, yeah, contact that. Ah, victory, see you down with, about to turn base. Right, how are you? Mark Britton, congratulations on Funfly's breakfast fly-in. Give us, the, give us a, a sense of what the day's been like. Uh, I think today's been a great success. Um, planned last minute, the weather played ball, the uh, Parish Club let use the facilities, using the restaurant, we're promoting the restaurant as well for all the aviators to come in and use the restaurant again now. And I have to say, massive thanks to the girls, they were under some pressure there today. Yeah, great, fair, fair play to them, yeah. But uh, just a great day, everything worked out well. No incidents, everything just went perfectly. So thanks to everyone that came, and it's great to see aviation back alive. And we'll do it again in a few weeks in Burr. Absolutely, we will. Yeah, give us an idea. Some of the traffic, like I, I won't expect the numbers, but you had a good number of aircraft. I think yeah, the boys were saying there was 50 plus aircraft, and then there was a good few helicopters coming and going all day. So it was quite a large turnout. The weather. The weather makes it all happen, doesn't it? We're standing here, the sun is beaming down on us. Yeah, and a cold day. It's a cold day, but yeah. it's a dry day. We had a few showers in the middle of the day, and it looked a little bit hairy, but it worked out well. So thanks to whoever's up there fighting the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the club and how it's doing this year. So, yeah, the club is literally thriving. Um, it, uh, it's, we're very, very, very busy at the moment. A lot of students. We have a lot of students ready for tests. Yesterday alone, we two students go solo. Um, we've been looking off with the weather. We'd have quite enough December due to weather. February was one of our busiest months, and basically we're four aircraft in operation really going, and we're hoping to have the fifth aircraft in summer, and plans to get, get a, an extra aircraft after that again. So yeah, it's all going well, thank God. Okay, well we're going to go ahead around and have a chat to some of the people here. And Mark, thanks very much indeed for no bringing problem, us. No Michael, and listen once again, thanks for coming. Come on.
Come back away. here, Gateway. I want to talk to you for a second first. No, no. Uh, you see, you thought you were getting away with that one. <laughs> Out and about already in Clambalogue today for the fly-in. Yes, a very nice flight up. It took 20 minutes over the sleeve blooms. I was watching your approach. Really nice job on that. A nice bit of side slip in on the way and a very short field landing. Yeah, well, we can land at 40 miles an hour. and We can cruise at 100 knots. And does it really nicely. You told me about this man beside you here. Who is he? Jerry DeWire. Jerry, you see how, from NACE, how we got you into the interview in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) What aircraft did you arrive in in today? I arrived in in, a Piper J3. Well, it's actually an L4. Now, we better tell people, because the aficionados of the Cub will know the difference, that the the, the L4 was the military one, was it? Uh, My one was built in 1942 in Lockhaven, and it's now in better condition than when it came out of the factory. Just recently rebuilt by Dave Bruton up in Abbey Fruel, and he just did an absolutely beautiful job. But when it's completely rebuilt, stripped down to the metal, anything that needs to be replaced is replaced. You can get every part you want for those aeroplanes, still new. Yeah. And they were they were famous in their day because they, the, 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 the Cub would arrive into a, a small town in America and they'd p- take, pick some fellow out of the crowd and have him solo in it. Yeah, well, I don't know. That might be a bit of a story. Are, yeah. But I think it was 18,000 of the L4s came to Europe. Now the L4 is basically a J3 modified for the military with uh, extra windows put in the cabin and the shelf at the back I think yeah and the shelf at the back and um, they were used as spotter aeroplanes in the second world war so each artillery battalion had uh, two of them and the generals used them for flying around to see the front what was the what's the engine it? It's an ace Continental A65. 65 horsepower. It's quite amazing what you can do on 65 horsepower. You were talking to Gay a minute ago. He has a PA12 with a 150 horsepower engine in it. Yeah. So you're not lifting a great deal of weight and you're not going very very fast, but it sounds like a very leisurely way to fly. Well, fast the vast majority of the time our kind of flying is you're flying you're going nowhere mm. so why do you need to be going nowhere in a hurry is what i say if you want to take somebody up for a flight you might as well be going slow on 65 horsepower as going fast on 150 horsepower paint the picture for me of, of a summer day in your aeroplane uh, can you have the door open yes. can you can you feel the the heat outside what's it like well it's you just I have the airstrip at the back of the house uh, down the field, so you just roll up in the evening, pull the aeroplane out and go for an hour's flying. Take somebody for a flight. <laughs> it is lovely. Yeah. Other aeroplanes in the fleet? PA-12, which just needs a bit of paperwork brought in from America. Same time as Gay brought in his PA-12. Um, Bob Levis is all the aeroplane, EIADV undergoing restoration at the moment another PA-12 and um, a tripacer um, undergoing restoration that's a love of aviation (laughs) it's an affliction (laughs) an affliction that uh, Johnny Malloy has to be responsible for um, getting me involved in it so I blame him we were talking to a young man there earlier on, 14 years of age, on his second flying lesson today. Do you remember when you started? Um, yeah, now whether it was strictly legal or not. No, we, we don't worry about that. Johnny, well, Eddie O'Loughlin started me flying uh, in his field. And then uh, I bought that cub in 1985 or 86 from 
George Cormac in, in Scotland, mm. just outside Glasgow. Uh, and he flew it over for me. Um, Burke Corbett flew it down to um, Eddie's field, mm. and Eddie taught me to fly. And Burke Corbett, um, Phelan Cronin, a few other people handled the paperwork. Mm. And that's how I got that's flying. How you it. Yeah. Do you remember your first solo? I do, very well. Tell us. Uh, um, I did... I, I did a couple of go-arounds, and then I landed with about four or five bounces. <laughs> so I got four or five landings in For one landing. One. Yeah, and um, and then it took me a while to get back the confidence to go again. Mm-hmm. So it, I do, I very well remember it. What's your most interesting destination you've gone to in, in the Cup? Oh, I'd say um, Cranfield for the PFA rally. Yeah. Across the water? Across the water, yeah. With no, ra- no radio, <laughs> 10 gallons of fuel, just barely make it. Uh, anyway, I don't think I do it now, right. but 40 years ago, it was great gas. Yeah. And still loving it? Still still at it, yes. Yeah. So as the breakfast flying continues at Clonbalogue, of course, coming to a flying is one of the things that pilots get to do after their PPL, but sometimes they also run out of ideas. And Mark Dwyer is here with me from Funfly. You have a brilliant idea to encourage private pilots to well, get out there and, and, and see, the, see the, the world. Yeah, hi, Michael. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so last year, I, well, I think a lot of clubs... Uh, and organisations in Ireland have seen this people get their PPLs and then um, they kind of bumble around the local area for a bit and then mm. don't really do anything with it so uh, we had to think about this last year, we came up with the Fun Fly Wings Award which is a kind of a structured way to get uh, people who have got their licence or maybe have have, uh, have had their licence in the past and have come back to flying and given them a structured way to kind of build their experience and um, so basically the idea is it's split into bronze silver and gold uh, for the bronze one for example it's uh, you know, 50 hours PIC 100 hours total time there's a cross country challenge where you plan a flight wherever you want to go but um, uh, 200 nautical miles in total to uh, land aways uh, we also have a, a pilot achievement element of it where you have to go and learn a new skill whether that be a tailwheel um Table endorsements uh, or table differences training. It might be flying several new types of aircraft. It might be um, getting a multi-engine rating or a night rating, something like that. So it's, it's to try and increase your, um, your your pilot skills. And then one safety uh, element of it, which would be attend a safety seminar, like one of the Gasky safety evenings or one of the uh, the other events that are held around the country. Now, obviously, this is for Funfly members, but you're also opening it to anybody who flies in the country. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at the website, funfly.ie, you'll see the link to the Funfly Wings Award. Absolutely open to anyone. Uh, it's there for the whole community to take advantage of. Um, and you can register for it in advance. Um, it's free to register. Uh, all the details are on the website. Uh, you can go and um, clock up the hours, clock up the, the miles um, over the, the course of this summer, for example. Um, send us in all the documentation and then... Uh, Hopefully at the end of the year, Funfly will have a bit of a, an award ceremony where we present some certificates and some, some wings badges. So you actually do get the wings? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We have the wings made up here, so gold, silver and bronze. Uh, before anyone asks, uh, we've had a few people that have uh, uh, suggested they can jump straight to the gold. You can't, so you need to, despite your experience and your qualifications, everyone has to start at the bottom of the bronze okay. and work up. But for anyone who is experienced, it's fairly straightforward to run through it. And it might be a great opportunity for any experienced pilots to bring along an inexperienced pilot and show them how you 
you do it and then that might set them on the way to do the bronze award themselves and in terms of people getting back to flying as well because you know sometimes people may have done a bit of flying maybe 10 15 20 years ago and they might be listening to the podcast thinking you know i'd love to get back to that again just what is the pathway to get yourself back and current these days so if you've held a license in the past, it's very, very straightforward under the ASA system. Um, so if you want a specific answer to that, get in touch with us, info at funfly.ie, and I'll take a look. Uh, but generally speaking, if you've held a license, um, the ASA licenses are valid for life. If you held a national or a JAR license before that, uh, we can do some paperwork in the background to bring that up to EASA standard. Um, it's very straightforward. It's generally um, training to proficiency. So depending on how far, how long you've been away from flying, it might be a few hours of flying, it might be a little bit more than that. Uh, but any of the training organisations around the country will be able to point in the right direction there. And then it'll be a flight test and, of course, a medical you'll have to do in the background as well. Uh, but, but that's it. It's very straightforward. Uh, there's no theory exams to be done if you've held the licence in the past. And I know that puts a lot of people yeah. off flying. So, uh, so that's good to know. And there's a lot of friendly examiners uh, around the country now, so uh, and a lot of friendly instructors. So I'd encourage anybody that that has let a license lapsed to uh, to go and talk to a local flying club. Um, yeah. And finally, Funfly has grown from strength to strength. Looking forward to a good summer's flying. Yeah, absolutely. We've had an unbelievably busy uh, February, which is great to see when we compare it to last year. We've been lucky with the weather. It was a slow start of the year with the first couple of weeks in January. It was just pretty much a washout. But yeah, we're looking forward to really uh, a really busy summer here and hopefully more events like this as well. Mark Dwyer, thank you. Thanks, Michael. Shay Party's also here in Clumbalogue this uh, Sunday morning. Shay, plans underway as well, of course, for you for Burr and more fundraising. Uh, yes, Michael, we are planning 15th of April. A lot of people know about it already, so hopefully we get a day like here, which is simply amazing this morning. Great food, great turnout. And uh, currently for V2P in Burr, we have raised 322,000 over various activities. You know, well, the book, the golf and the fly-in, so hoping the target is 10k on the 15th of April. We'd love to see as many can make it. And you were very pleased with the, the turnout last year and indeed the contributions of the people visiting. We were delighted, absolutely. We raised €20,000 last year, but it's just great to see the likes of CHC and the Air Corps down. Parachute Club were good enough to drop in, if you pardon the pun, <laughs> and we hope to see the same again this year. Yeah. And, of course, it's a great opportunity for people to get to, to see each other and to, and, to, and to keep in the loop. Absolutely. Okay. Sort of post-COVID celebration, people getting out of chat. As you see here, you know, they go in for a quick breakfast, but they want to be out about talking to each other and planning the next big day. Now, of course, there's another event uh, later in the year, um, which is obviously the public event and Bray. Any, anything to whet our appetites for that? Bray is going to be two days, I suppose, big change, 29th and 30th of July, and we have confirmation that the Red Arrows are back to display this time and we hope uh, to add a few more the Vigan is coming back as well but the likes of the Wingwalkers the Ravens are back so stuff that people haven't seen the last few years will be here for uh, July 29th and 30th so a good healthy day of aviation a little bit warmer than maybe it is today hopefully yeah but it's dry and it's bright and it's great to be out you know absolutely fantastic and great credit to uh, the Funfly and everybody in Clumbel Oak here it's a fantastic day out Another familiar face at Clombaloke today. Uh, she, she doesn't really want to talk to me, but I'm going to put the wind up her, and I'll tell you what I mean by that, because if you've ever been at an airfield, one of the things that's really valuable is a windsock. Tell me more about how you're involved in, the, in that. Suzanne is my name. Suzanne Riley, myself and Brendan, my husband, decided last year only to start to make windsocks. We have an airstrip of our own at home, and... Trying to get a windsock from the UK was proving very difficult, especially after Brexit with VAT and taxes and courier charges. 
So at the end of it all, we got one and then decided, Brendan decided, right, we'll make our own. So we were starting out, trying to get the word out. Just we've provided a few, sold a few to a few airfields. Various sizes, whatever size you like. Give us a shout, Ireland's Windsock Company. You can find us on Instagram, Ireland's Windsock Company. And contact us that way, Brendan will get in touch with you and give you the prices for whatever size you require. We make them with steel harnesses and... And you, you can always have that. We can just provide material the next time you need one. I think it's ironic that we're standing with, with your back to one at the moment as it's, as it's blowing there in the distance. We provided that one in December uh, 21. Uh, and it's still flying. I hope so. <laughs> well, you often see them at airfields and they're a bit raggedy looking, that's yes. fair. Yes, I mean, it's, it's doing really well. They do have to be replaced yeah. at certain times, yeah, exactly. Especially in the Irish weather. Yeah. You flew in, flew in today on what aircraft? We flew in in a Savannah, uh, Echo India Golf Echo Oscar, which is ours. We base her at home on Loch Gauna. Mm-hmm. You doing some flying? I'm getting there, yes. We bought her in 2020, so um, since that, Brendan's been showing me the ropes. Still flying from the right. But I'm getting the hang of it. And the word is that you quite enjoyed the radio as well. I love the radio, Michael. <laughs> That's where I started. <laughs> I used to be here in Clonbelogue hanging out with Tony. God rest Tony Bradford. Mm. And um, used to do a lot on the radio. Loved it. Yeah. All right, well, we'll let you get back to your aircraft and keep an eye out if you need a windsock. Now you know where to find one. Thank See you very nice. much, Michael. <laughs> We've moved inside to the breakfast area and I decided I'd join the queue to find out who's in it. Who are you, sir? Kieran Murphy is my name. And where are you flying? I fly out of Ard 13, County Kerry, in a C-42. And uh, I suppose my other claim to fame is I'm one of only 16 AMEs in the country. Uh, so, and I was just thinking about it. I think there's only two or three of us that do the medical exams and fly. Which is not a bad idea, actually, to be fair. Well, I think it's very important that we have uh, an idea of the environment of the pilots that we're examining. Um, and, I mean, in the old days, when it was possible, we used to be encouraged to have get the jump seats if we were on commercial air- aircraft. But even now, to have the, the, the PPL environment, be aware of what the Class 2s need. Also, know what you're doing to somebody if you do gr- happen to ground them or that they're grounded for a period of time. And our objective is always to try and get them back in the air if we can at all. And, and I suppose a lot of people who are thinking of learning to fly might be a bit nervous about what's required. I mean, if we're just looking at the class two, I mean, you don't have to be this Adonis bodybuilder type to, to get a class two. Absolutely not. Some people think that you need to be fighting pilot material to sit into a cockpit. The most important thing probably is the vision end of things. And at this stage, any level of visual acuity is, is acceptable if it can be corrected to the... Uh, to the appropriate levels. So we would have commercial pilots with very, very significant corrections on their glasses. A lot of other medical conditions people can fly with. Things like non-insulin dependent diabetes would be would be one example. Type two with some people. Type two diabetes, yeah, 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 type two, and they're 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 moving towards trying to make it possible for insulin dependent diabetics to fly. And Ireland is actually involved in a pilot program with regard to that. But that's, I mean, hugely encouraging because, again, uh, some people who might be listening to us might have already deselected themselves because there would be a notion you couldn't have glasses, for example. Yes, you can have glasses, you can have hearing aids, you can have uh, limb replacements, you can have uh, limb prostheses, you can have uh, bypass, you can have valve replacements, and it's still possible to fly. 
No, you might have restrictions, you might have a safety pilot limitation or something like this. But the number of things that will prevent you flying a light aircraft, particularly on the lateral regulations, the light aircraft pilots regulations, are very, very few. Now, I think commercial pilots obviously are a slightly, slightly different environment. And I mean, anybody thinking of becoming... One thing I do come across is I come across young guys who decide to do a class 2 medical but might become commercial pilots down the line. And we would always advise them to do a class 1 medical initially because then if there's anything that's going to to prevent you from flying commercially, you know about it before you go off. You spend a lot of money, yeah. yeah. Is colour vision still an issue? Colour vision... Uh, Colour vision is an issue for uh, commercial pilots. For private pilots, you you should have colour vision. But if you don't have colour vision, you can fly with restrictions. Uh, And they're incredibly onerous restrictions. They require that you fly in a radio-equipped aircraft to and from radio-equipped airfields within the state in the hours of daylight. So that covers probably 95% of flying, yeah, yeah. And back to your own flying. What got you interested? I think it was actually reading comics when I was a young fella, uh, reading The Victor. And yeah, yeah. And, and then I just got very interested in, in, in aircraft. And I've always been interested in technology. And when I was in college, when I was supposed to be in the library, I was very often inside in the Easton's, thumbing through the aviation magazines. And every now and again, I get to buy one. And I think I've had a, I've had a subscription to flight probably for I'd say 45 years yeah I was, I was tempted, have them all I was tempted to give it up no I, 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 uh, my wife insists yeah, I start I flying them out the case, yeah. Yeah. but it went, when it went from being a weekly to a monthly publication I said am I going to keep it going but the monthly is quite good and it gives you in-depth uh, in-depth articles Plus the internet has changed all of that yes and I mean the other the other, the other thing as well is uh, I went to Oshkosh in 2016 so I joined the EAA at that stage and I continue to get to stay a member of the EAA and get their magazine, which really gives you a lovely handle on the light aircraft side of things. I think I got my pilot's license about 1990. I started flying when I got my first paycheck as an intern. The first thing I did was went to Cork Airport and, and did a little bit of flying with uh, Dennis Joyce and Daphne Mould. headed on with Daphne and then got my license in Kerry. Now, I had to give up flying for about 10 or 12 years when kids were born and the house was built. and yeah. But then I got back to flying about 1988 and got my license about 1990 and managed to keep the license since. If we had your logbook here in front of us, what would be your favourite entry? There's been, there's been quite a few. Now, I, I only have about 370 hours total. But um, I did a bit of aerobatics in, um, well, I did some aerobatics in a yak in Kerry, which was very interesting. But my first aerobatics would have been in the Slingsby in Yorkshire. The, the guy who was flying did a little bit of low level with me, as well as let me do some myself between three and, three and 5,000 feet. Other, I suppose lots of other interesting flights uh, from time to time. Uh, there was one day I was short of hours to do my... SEP uh, revalidation and I did a flight around the country seven and a half hours on my own the one day uh, took off from Kerry flew to Waterford refueled in Waterford flew over Kilkenny up to Sligo 
onto Donegal, refuelled in Donegal and right back down the west coast into Kerry with about seven minutes to spare to the end of EFR. So seven minutes make all the difference. It makes all the difference. So you drove up today, but you're looking forward to a flying summer? Oh, I'm very much so. I mean, if we get the weather now, and I'm, I'm just getting familiar with the C-42. And uh, at the moment, I've really only been doing circuit work. But uh, once I've done a bit of cross-country with that, I'd hope to get to a lot of the fly-ins. Last year, I aimed to go to four air shows, and they only got to one. But I miss, I miss the smell of Jet A1. So I'm heading for React this summer. I have, to, I have to get the smell of the big jets again. And our special edition of Squawk 7000 from Clombologue and the Funfly Breakfast Fly-In continues after this short break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And of course, fly-ins are not only for people who are experienced flyers, but people who've started to fly. And two men in front of me here, who are going to introduce themselves in a moment, a father and son in the world of flying. What's, what are the names? Yeah, so I'm Ronan, Ronan Coleman. I'm Daniel, Daniel Coleman. Where are you from? Uh, just outside Killarney in Kerry. And here in Clonbalogue today. And you started to learn to fly with Funfly. This was, a, I suppose it was always a, 
a lifelong ambition of mine to learn to fly. Yeah. Daniel, my son now, he's just turned 14 and he's... Uh, uh, path in life seems to be uh, flying so that's what he wants to do become a commercial airline pilot so mm. I said yeah I said uh, we, we were on holidays recently and we said why not go away and two of us learn to fly and get our uh, uh, pilot's license Very yeah good. so it all started there uh, and the interest in flying as I said did it come from dad or was it something that you were you were sort of looking at yourself anyway um, for me it was really just be playing my computer on flight simulators getting into them and um, I suppose yeah, pa- partially came from my dad because sometimes, you know, every now and again he'd bring up about pilot licenses and, oh, one day I want to do this. Well, you know, <laughs> now, now we're actually doing it and it's, it's pretty surreal, to be honest. And a lot of people would understand that you probably have what would be 16 before you can solo, but you can be any age to start to learn. Yeah, you have to be 16 before you can uh, solo fly and actually qualify for your license. Mm. But uh, you can start at 14, and I see, I, I see no reason why not start clocking in hours, like, you know. Well, it's the, it's the advantage, of course, isn't it, of the younger brain absorbing yeah, all the information? Absolutely, yeah. So there's going to, be, going to be a bit of competition in the house <laughs> going forward. Could you imagine a father and son in a bit of competition? But you'll yeah. also be study buddies as well. Who's yeah. better at the books? Well, I, as you know, with age, the, the mind starts to slow down. So, yeah, definitely he has the edge of me there. But um, even coming up now this morning uh, from Kerry, like we were driving and just just the conversation was, you know, we were we were just helping things off each other. And like, like it's always it's always good, not just reading books and, and studying the theory, but but to, to have a conversation with somebody else about it and just firing questions at each other. It's, you know, it's definitely beneficial. Now, you were both doing lessons today. What were you at today? Um, today, I was practicing my second lesson, uh, straight and level flying. So... Um, keeping you know straight and levels <laughs> so it's as simple like you know um, working with the throttle really just getting feel of the aircraft and of course the interesting thing is you say that you've played with flight sim before and you know there's there's the famous joke about can anyone fly the plane oh yeah I've got Microsoft flight sim yeah. did it help or at some stage do you have to realise that you know it's actually a very much more physical thing when you're flying um, it helped a lot with the the theory and the principle the principle of it of flying a plane like but it's completely different as to the feel of the aircraft because a flight stick at home you can't feel it like you know it's 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 not it's not the same like it's not the same at all your lesson what are you asked yeah so so it was the same same as Daniel now and uh, yeah it, it went well um, I was up with Mark today uh, yeah he was great yeah and I suppose definitely definitely uh, a bit more confidence today and um, yeah I was happy with it now so it looked like we're in the early stages and yeah absolutely loving it and I can't wait to get back up here again I can see from both of you that you're enjoying it that's the important thing this is something we're both like it, it's great for me to have my son yeah. doing it as well yeah. and uh, it all it makes it all that bit more enjoyable and if it's something he pursues in life you know uh, I, 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 I'd be delighted for him like yeah yeah and Every, every bit helps. What do your mates make of this? Um, I haven't told a lot of my friends yet, but um, the ones that I have told, they're the first thing they say, what? You're flying already, like, you know, because I've obviously told them I want to be a pilot and stuff like that, and um, it, 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 they just think it's, it's so cool, like, and I say, one day I'm, I'm going to bring you up bring you up on a plane well like. that's actually that's always the thing to see which of your friends will want to go with you uh, which is the other side of yeah. when it comes to it a real sign of trust when, when you do it I'm just thinking about the other thing of course for, for, for people when they start into it before you started you had a notion of what it was going to be like and now that you're in it 
Is it better or this as, as the same as you expected? Um, it's it's way better than I expected. I I wasn't ex- I wasn't I wasn't expecting such a thrill from it. Like you know, even taking off the it's it's quite exhilarating. You know, for you know first time like it's I really love it. Like I, I, I think a lot of it too is who you're with. Yeah. You know, like the, so far anyway, all the guys here that we've met anyway, you know, they're they're really nice. Like and they're 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 really helpful. They're a really nice bunch of lads. Final question then about the Savannah the aircraft that you're flying because a lot of people might have heard about the Savannah um, and you've obviously just been introduced to it. So what are your impressions of it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been uh, said to be a fantastic training aircraft. Mm-hmm. It's compact. Um, it, it, it seems uh, quite easy to fly. We're actually, we've, we're actually committed now uh, to building one. We've, really? I, I, we have, so I, I have a kit bought uh, off mark, uh, so it'll be a few months before we get it. But yeah, that's well, that's, that's a whole that's going different to be a, story. That's going to be so. Yeah. The the idea is hopefully by the time uh, that project is completed, yeah, we'll be able to fly it. Gone, yeah, <laughs> right right into deep end. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm fascinated by this because I've had the, the pleasure of chatting to people who before who've built, and and there's this, it takes a certain kind of mind of being meticulous. Now you, you wouldn't be a bodge jobber at home with the no, DIY. No, no, I I my background is yeah is in fabrication, so oh, I'd. Okay. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have a, a little bit of an edge there. But look, I, I, I must admit, on I always thought something like having your own aircraft was was something you, you, you know, you, you had to have a lot of money for. But it's not actually, you know, it's, it's. I won't say it's, it's cheap, but it's, it's, it is affordable if you do it the right way. Well, you know the joke in aviation, which is when the fellow goes down the street and he meets the manager from the credit union, and the credit union manager says to him, "How's that kitchen of yours flying?" <laughs> Very good. Yeah, <laughs> I know the old ones are the best ones. Yeah. That one. Will you be involved in the build? Uh, as much as I possibly can. Like you know, I'd uh, I'd love to be involved, but oh, he, oh, don't worry, he will be involved. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Document Nate. We're going to take pictures. Document. It's uh, honestly, we're just dying to get at it now. Like for it's it's like uh, for me like a father son project. You know, can't get better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Still here in Clombalogue with the sound of a Cessna 172 taking off, but a man beside me here who might know something about a Cessna 170 is worth talking to. Enda McNeil, the Cessna 170, how did it enter your life? Um, my son spotted it on uh, Facebook and thought it was a great idea that it would be a good daddy-son project. <laughs> and that's pretty much the amount of involvement my son had with it. Yeah, so the aircraft was, it was based in Germany and it had a serious engine problem so the the, 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 the guy was um, he it seemed good value but because of covid we couldn't get over to see it so we had to buy it over facetime and whatnot so um so we had, we had to pay to get it dismantled over there and we brought it back in a container and the aircraft was we had one piece of corrosion on the engine, or on the airflow, and uh, easily fixed. The engine, we understood, was um, pretty much, well, it was like told to us that it was scrap, but actually the, the crankshaft was good, and um, the camshaft was good, and the case halves were good, so we rebuilt it starting there. We put, uh, we sent this crankshaft out, got a reground, put new shells in, new cylinders, new pistons, new rings, lifters, tappets, the whole shooting match. I built it with uh, the eyelash inspector, um, my eyelash inspector, who's covered on the engines because it's only certain individuals are allowed in eyelash. 
uh, rebuilt it, fitted it in, had the airplane in my garage, just squeezed it in without the wings. So we did some rewiring and stuff. There was some aspects of the aircraft that wasn't overly, overly happy with. Um, so we tidied up that and, and, and that and uh, refitted the engine, ran ran the engine at the back of the house to make sure everything was okay. Then we moved. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I, I suppose I just wanted to make sure as well that somebody listened to us who might know what the Cessna 170 looks like. Uh, a brief description of it uh, and, and its era. It's the pre- predecessor of the 172. So it is a tail dragger. Um, and kind of typical 50s, it is more rounded um, surfaces than, say, the, the, the 172. Um, it's powered by a six-cylinder 0300A engine, a fixed-pitch prop, and um, it has the typical Cessna a spring gear. Um, and instruments oh, one step up a little bit from steam gauge. No, I. We were lucky. The, the aircraft actually came with a uh, a new 8.33 radio, um, and I left pretty much as is. You know, like at the end of the day, it's a, it's a VFR airplane. Tell tell us about the first engine run then. I put this, the engine together, and uh, I live in Kildare. It's not it's not in the state, but we have neighbours, <laughs> so. Uh, we, we, we dragged it out of the garage and uh, it was early in the project so we hadn't a battery bought at this stage so we, we jump started off the car and we had it, um, a jury fuel system rigged up a few Bit, concrete blocks to keep few, it on the ground no wings and, it's, and it started yeah <laughs> it did Yeah, it, it started and it ran quite well so what's the flying future for it we only test fluid this, we, we bought this aircraft in I think it was October 21 it's over two years it was re- realistically other than the engine it was, we only had to reassemble it like, so it just took far too long with, with work life and whatnot. Um, so we only test flew it last week it, it flew good there was no no issue with rigging or anything um, so we will hopefully get a permit on it this week and we hope to bring it to Weston on the 1st of April for the private... Um, private flyer show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, my my son hopes to fly it. Um, and then the, Jim Halligan, who, he's the other partner in, 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 in crime here. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we'll... We'll be out and about this summer in it and see 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 what happens. What's the reg to look out for? Echo India Alpha Echo Papa. Nice early reg that. Yes, I I used to own the I used to own the Cessna 120 years ago and it was Echo India Alpha Echo Delta, which was a range of. That was the earliest one, Erlingus in the 40s block booked um, a, a number of regs for aircraft that never actually came and um, when we were registering the 120 back in 2008 I think I happened to know the guy in uh, the head of registration at the time used to be my sergeant major back in the Air Corps oh. and uh, I remember ringing Flan and saying can I have this reg? I believe there's a load of regs there that was never allocated and you could hear the disgust in his voice where he had to leave his computer screen and 
get this big book down and he could hear <laughs> I'm not sure I, I'm pretty sure I heard him slapping it on the table and blowing the dust off it and I comes back you're right how did you know that like can I have it can I have AED and he goes give me a day I need to see did anyone else request this over the years and um, if there hasn't we might be able to do something so subsequent to that then there was there was a lot of those old AE serial number registrations um, come so I think we're coming to the end of them now I think Echo Papa might be one of the last ones like you know so it's it would be from the I think that AE series is actually from the 40s so the 170 is actually a 1955 model like so it's, it's so a little, little, little out of I'm just thinking probably yeah if you think about the, the Vicons were AF and the and the, mm. the DC3s were ACs and yeah uh, ACK and, and all yeah, that yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you're nice, nicely positioned there with the, the yeah. nostalgic yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um yeah, so it's it's not our intention to put anything anything fancy on it. Like you know, it's, it's going to be all round gauges and that's it. You know, VFR flying in Ireland. VFR flying in Ireland. You know, so. And Burr, well represented today in Clonbalogue. Colm, you came down in what? I came down to Satabria with Dave Carboy, myself and him, and Tom and Declan McCann came in our Eurostar. Uh, and we were, of course, uh, hearing from uh, uh, from Shay earlier on that uh, you're, you'll have your own fly in April 15th. April 15th, yeah. I was trying to mess with Brian O'Keefe's head inside saying it was the 24th. No, but it, but it is actually the 15th. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So it's nice to get fly-ins back. It's great to see Clonbalogue having one today. It's lovely to get back out flying. The previous few years with the COVID and everything, we were all bound to... We, I mean, we were playing golf on our runway during COVID, you know, because we couldn't fly. Uh, but yeah, it's lovely to see people out flying. It's great to see so many people up here this morning. So it's lovely, yeah. Really happy to be out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 